In the holy name of Jesus, amen. So you're hanging out with your family in your living room, talking, or you're driving along Roosevelt Road with your family, and you're discussing a variety of things, and a question pops up that no one can answer. So what do you do? Well, first you ask someone who knows, or at least you think knows, the answer. But most often than not, we end up asking the internet. Doesn't matter what the question is, how tall is the Willis Tower? Or, I wonder how many gallons of water is in Lake Michigan? Those are two questions you can actually ask the internet and get an answer to. But it doesn't matter which question it is, because usually how the conversation goes is, hmm, that's a good question, I don't know. How about we Google it? That's right. When we don't have an answer, we Google it, because there's a good chance that Google, in fact, has an answer. When in doubt, we bring our questions to the feet of Google. Now, if Google existed at the time of the disciples, there's a good chance perhaps they would have used Google too, because apparently Jesus wasn't quite good enough. Not that everyone's going to remember the, the last sentence from last week's gospel reading, but it tells us something very interesting. This is what it says. Privately to his own disciples, Jesus explained everything. If the twelve have explanations for everything, then I think most of us would assume there's a good chance that they should know who Jesus is and what he is up to. But from the last sentence of today's gospel reading, we simply know that's not true. Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Complete explanation, but complete ignorance. Now, of course, there are a lot of questions in the Gospel of Mark, and proportionately, there's more questions in Mark than any of the other Gospels. There's at least a hundred questions, and not all of them actually have answers. In today's reading, there are actually four questions, two from the twelve disciples and two from Jesus, and none of them have an answer. Why don't you care about us, Jesus? Why are you so afraid? You still have no faith? And finally, who is this guy? Not one have an audible answer. And this last question is real. The disciples do not know who Jesus is, which we find a bit ironic. They don't know who he is, even though he explained everything to them. And the action that he did today, only God can do that. When he calms the storm, it should be obvious who he is. But it has the exact opposite effect on the disciples. You know, it could be that they weren't listening. It could be that they just weren't trusting. But for whatever reason that they don't know who Jesus is, 
what we learn is that having everything explained doesn't always help us to know who God is and what he's doing with our lives. Sometimes we just don't get it. But maybe that's the point. Since we actually don't have those explanations that Jesus explained or those answers that he said last week, I would like to suggest that maybe we spend more time with the questions. Important questions, big questions. Because they are what they are, will in fact need more time. They'll need a longer hearing. They'll need space to grow, take hold of us, and most importantly, they'll need patient souls. And then perhaps we'll begin to be able to answer those questions. But more often than not, we do want to rush to an answer because we need closure. An unanswered question is very hard for us to live through. So like for this question at the end of our gospel reading, whether we are conscious of, of it or not, we immediately answer it. Well, I know who Jesus is. And if we are to tell the twelve, we probably rush to the end. I know you guys don't know this yet, twelve, but Jesus will die and he will rise again. And we rush to the end because we think that is where we will know for sure that everything is going to be okay. But the problem is, though, is that when we rush to the end, when we jump to the end, that means we actually leave the rest of the story behind. Which for the Gospel of Mark means Jesus' life. Perhaps there is no immediate answer to the question because the only way we can actually answer it is if we live through the time in between. This means an answer will come. But it will only come if we, like the disciples, stay with Jesus and continue along his path with him, following our Lord. But that means not having an answer right away. And that means actually going through life with just a question, which is intimidating. This will mean, like the vicar preached last week, that we might have to go through pain and suffering in order to answer that question. We might have to go through whatever life has, even our doubts, our wrestlings, and our questions. But remember, though, from two weeks ago, that all of our doubts, all of our wrestlings, all of our questions need to be done at the feet of Jesus. Because he's the one who calms the storms. And even though the disciples do not understand that today, they will. Having questions having doubts, wrestling with things that God is doing, and having questions that maybe even don't have answers. What we see today, though, is it does not keep us away from the presence of Christ. The disciples' mistake today is the presumption that Jesus is not caring for them. 
but perhaps they need to understand and all of us need to understand that a shepherd's staff is not straight like an exclamation point but it's crooked like a question see the disciples final question goes unanswered not so that we can answer it for them but it goes unanswered because we need to answer it for ourselves the answer for that question will not be in the book but it will be answered in our life in our heart for as much as Google has answers to our questions this kind of question you will not be able to find it in there the most important question who is Jesus can only be answered in the soul And the most important place to a- ask that question and find an answer is at the feet of Jesus. And we will need to answer it concretely. We, will not, we can't answer it in the abstract sense, like in the book sense, because anybody can do that. But we'll need to answer it in a way as it re- he relates to us. So questions like, where is Jesus leading us? Does he care about me? Why am I so afraid? Why is he sleeping? Does he know, doesn't he not know that I'm hurting? Or why can't I sleep like Jesus when there is a storm around me? These questions are unanswered because the story simply isn't finished. Chapter 4 is not the end of the Gospel of Mark. The story will continue and it will continue in you. So whatever has happened in your life to make you question whether God cares about you, death, divorce, unemployment, addiction, or whatever other sin, you need to make sure that you ask your questions. But make sure that you also continue along the journey with the Twelve and the rest of us. Because we all have questions. The only way that we are going to get answers is if we stay along the path together and wait. Of course, that journey is long, it is hard, and it is intimidating. But our Lord also has given us his body and blood for food for the journey. And in the Eucharist, our Lord will receive all of our brokenness, all of our questions, all of our doubts, and will keep them at his feet. Because the only way we're going to receive an answer is if we continue on. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.